Welcome to the SDR Disco Call podcast, a podcast designed for brand new sales development reps in the world of software as a service. Every Tuesday, we're going to be bringing you a new guest who's still in the role to share how or why they've gone into sales development, what have they learned in their SDR career and journey to date, and what three pieces of information would they like to share back to new and existing reps to help them become happy sellers. Every show is transcribed, recorded with links from the guests, which are available at happyselling.io forward slash podcast. I'm going to be your host, Neil Buyan, and I look forward to taking you into the world of sales development through the SDR Disco Call podcast. Hello, all you happy podders. So today we've got a very special guest and episode in store for you all. It's one I've been looking forward to for some time, and I consider this person to be one of the SDR goats of LinkedIn and Instagram for the sales development community. This person has been nominated and won top voices of LinkedIn three years in a row, all the way from Atlanta. It's the one and only Morgan J. Ingram. We're going to be learning about Morgan's SDR journey from SDR to team lead to ending up at John Barrow's sales training, Morgan's first cold call, how he builds systems and formulas to break through the noise, discussions with Gary V and John Barrows himself, and including SDR tips for mindset and consistency, time management, and how Morgan comes up with his content. I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you all. So with that in mind, let's begin. Hi there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Call podcast. Today, I am so excited for the guests that we have on board. This is somebody I was thinking about even before the show was created, and it was a name on my vision board. And, you know, you have to put those things onto your vision board, and it's now coming to fruition. And I'm actually sitting here looking at the person, and I'm like, what? I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> but guys, I want to introduce you to the man, the myth, the SDR go, Morgan J. Ingram. Morgan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. And with that intro, you can't be doing bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Morgan, um, there is a lot of people that are aware of who you are via LinkedIn and through social channels. But for the people that don't know who you are, like, who are you? Where are you based in the world and currently what do you do? Yeah. So currently I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. And what I do is I help reps, whether it's an SDR from my obvious background there, AEs, full sales cycle AEs, even account managers, prospect and spark net new conversations with prospects and also to further build your pipeline. Because I believe that prospecting isn't just cold outbound. I think people get that twisted. It's Mm. Really, hey, am I reaching out to get a meeting, right? Whether by any means necessary, as long as it's ethical, right? So I, I train, I train people globally on that. You know, I've been to multiple different countries to do that in the past three years working with John and how it all started out is I started off as an SDR and a lot of my experience comes from in that role. Absolutely love it. And guys, if you're not following Morgan on Ing- uh, Morgan Ingram, follow him on LinkedIn, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter. There is so much content that you give out there. And obviously, we'll go into the content pieces shortly. But um, being the SDR that I am, kind of looked at your LinkedIn, I was thinking, right, I need to bullet point kind of like Morgan's journey. And there was just so much in there. You've got a wealth of experience. But looking at your LinkedIn, like from 2014, you were like a sales and marketing director at Campus Sports. You were a founder at College at Gaming. Uh, 2016, you were at Terminus, and that's kind of, I believe, where the SDR journey started as well. Yep. 
uh, Mentor at Growth X Academy, Sales and Brotherhood and Sisterhood, uh, SDR Chronicles, and then three years at JB Sales Training. Like Morgan, if you could kindly just walk us through how did that journey get to you to where you are today? What was that like? Yeah, so you know, I'll start with what I did right after college. And I think that's obviously where a lot of people, whether you're coming out of uni or any type of school, what are you going to do? And even still today, and there have been people who have been doing real, really well. Shout out to uh, multiple people out in the space right now that are now going to colleges and sharing these insights. And there's even classes, schools like I'm Georgia State, which is actually not Georgia State, um, Kennesaw State, like which is a couple miles away from me. They're doing some more sales stuff here in the Georgia area. But the whole thing is like there is no type of schooling on sales. So I never. Mm knew that I was going to get into it. So right after that graduation, I went to a local event. They told me about being an SDR. They told me about tech. And then I take a step back to be like, all right, like, let me go find out more about it. Right. So cold calling the VP of sales. That's how I got the interview, Uh, went through two interviews and I got the job from there. And then everything moved in that direction moving forward where it's like, you know, I was in a sales role. And then from there, I started the SDR Chronicles, which was about three to four months in. I got mm-hmm. the idea from Ralph Barcy. So shout out to him. He's a VP sales at Trey now. And then also I got the idea from Gary Vaynerchuk, which I'm, I'm assuming most of you are familiar with who that is. And so having conversations with them both, that's when I knew I, I needed to start it. And at the time, which was, it's crazy actually think about this, five years ago, uh, there wasn't anyone who was doing it. So I decided to be that person and that exploded my career to then being seen on LinkedIn. And then from being seen on LinkedIn and, and going through the ranks of being an SDR, team lead, team lead to manager, got approached by John and he was like, hey, do you want to join the team? I was like, sure after multiple conversations and that's what i've been doing for the past three years is training and coaching teams all the way from salesforce all the way to all the way down to startups on how do you do prospecting right and what's the formulas and structure you need to have to be successful i absolutely love it so if we go back to that college piece like where you come out of a graduation Mm -hmm. uh, and then you're you're going to this event to learn about the role of an sdr and what tech is Like for me, when I was approached by a recruit, I was like, hey, what the hell is a startup? What is tech and what is SaaS? Like you said, you had to go find out about it. And I think that's a very key piece rather than just jumping into a role and a new career. But what was your learning to help you understand what that world looked like and what did it mean to you? Yeah, so shout out to Sales Hacker on this one. I went there and read through everything because I didn't know what an SDR was. I didn't know anything about sales. I didn't know anything about tech. I didn't know what a CRM, you know, like I didn't, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know any of these things, right? It was the same for you. You probably were just like, what, yeah, yeah. like, what are these acronyms? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm really actually, it's, it's side note. I'm surprised no one's created a acronym cheat sheet or something like that, that you download once you get, become an SDR. Cause there's so many acronyms that I'll say it in natural conversations with my friends. And they're like, what the heck is an AE? They're like, 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 what's an MQL? And I'm like, oh yeah, like. This is what it is, right? Because I just, I understand the verbiage now, right? And so, yeah, Sales Hacker, I read a ton of that and those insights. I reached out to people who already were SDRs or were in certain roles. I was very proactive in looking for insights from people. And they were really just informational interviews that I was continuously reaching out to people on. And that's how things really progressed when I was Mm -hmm. doing all these things. I love it. And you're very right. Uh, it'd be great to have that cheat sheet with those right? acronyms. That's kind of like when I've been an SDR manager, I've gone in and that's kind of like one of the first couple of slides that I have. I'm like, 
there are so many acronyms, but <laughs> learn what they are. But I think to a point where, like even with this podcast, when I'm launching it onto my personal social networks, everyone's mm-hmm. like, Neil, what's an SDR? I'm like, oh, sales development rep. They work in the world of tech. And it made me even think like I need to explain it in a layman term for some people that don't get it. Yep. Um, but as you said, you're being proactive. You're reading up on a lot of stuff from Sales Hacker. You're reaching out to people. And those people that you're reaching out to, are those people still in your network? Do you still connect with them? And kind of what, what conversations do you have with them? So... I don't talk to Gary <laughs> that much anymore, right? Like he's he's really busy. We just met at an event and we talked for like five, ten minutes. I still talk to Ralph. Uh, he's one of my mentors still. I consider him a great friend. And we are always in conversations about all different types of stuff. And it's been cool because he's seen me since the very beginning. And the, some of the reps I reached out to, I still keep in contact with them. Now they're managing teams and which is pretty cool to see. I still keep in touch with Max. I originally, I remember reaching out to him at the beginning, being like, this is such a great resource. And now I consider him a friend too. So it's cool how a lot of people I reached out to originally and I had no idea what I was doing are now friends or mentors or people I do work with. It is crazy, like as you say, going through the career, connecting with people initially, and then a couple of years later, you yeah. see yourselves like in their sort of level or doing similar roles and you see them grow and it makes you feel like, okay, this is a real thing. And it's great to have those people around you. So networking, 100% agree with it. Uh, and you said an interesting piece here, like to get into your first role, you had to like cold call the VP. Yeah. What was that? What was the first ever Morgan Ingram cold call like? It was awful. Uh, so <laughs> it was really bad. So the thing though is I was I was doing cold calling before I did that cold call to that VP of sales. Like I would reach out to people about certain things because I just knew that no one really made calls. So I was willing to call people and talk to them and ask questions and all those type of things. And so me doing that wasn't new. It just was new to get a job. And so that cold call was awful. It was like, Hey, my name's Morgan. Like my name's Morgan. Uh, I'm looking for a job for an SDR. Uh, This is why I think it'd be great. Like it was bad. The thing though is I did it. The thing is though, I did it. It, because other people didn't, that's where they're like, we at least have to bring this person in because they were willing to cold call, which no one, they told me no one else had done that. And there are people who were more, kind of more experienced than me. It was just the fact that they weren't doing these little things that I was doing. Mm. I love that. I love that. I, th- I think yeah. a friend earlier this year said to me, like, you got to do the things that most people won't in order to get the things that most people don't have. Absolutely. And that's kind of a great way to differentiate yourself. And it's something I try to do in a lot of my life and learn from people such as yourself. As to, like, If everybody's like trying to prospect in a certain way or cold call another way, um, I'm like, okay, so what are people not doing? What have they not explored? I want to try that out. Even if it's crazy, because it will get you results and it'll help you stand out and break through the noise, right? Exactly. And that's it. Break it through the noise. Like That's my whole goal is how can I do that? If I could figure out a way to break through the noise, I'm already way ahead of everyone else. So if I could, again, if I can do that and figure out what the system and formula is behind that, that's going to be great. Because if I can't figure out a system or a formula on how to break through the noise, then I have something that's a one-off and a very unique case, which that means for me, I can't coach on that and I can't train on that. It's just something unique to me. And there's certain things that I do that I've realized like that's just unique to me. I, I can tell people here's what I do, yet I don't think it's something that is scalable, right? For that individual or for a company or a team or whatever that is. 100% agree. And I think I learned that very hard lesson 
as an SDR manager where I had been an SDR, I'd been successful in what I did. And when I'm training other people to kind of do it Neil's way, I would sometimes have a lot of like kickback to that. They're like, well, Neil, that worked maybe five or six years ago, you know, like when you were in the role, but you're not in the trenches anymore. Yeah. And I say, well, look, I still use it for my own business and it still does work for me. But I did understand that was my style. So what I always say to students is like, look, take what I've taught you, but then make it your own, create your own framework. Um, but whatever you have learned that works, then share it with the rest of the team because yep. that knowledge is invaluable for everybody to hear from. 100%. Um, but yeah, like again, I, I watch a hell of a lot of your content on Instagram, on LinkedIn, um, and there's so many things. And I'm constantly pushing people towards your content because I think you're somebody who knows what the world's like for an SDR. Mm. Um, you also give free advice, a lot of free advice on LinkedIn. And that's why I think a lot of people still come to you as well. And you've always got time to talk to people. I know that you are a very busy individual. Mm. Uh, but every time you do get back to him, I'm like, the guy took the time out to get back to me to give his feedback. That means a hell of a lot. And I think to your point, Gary V, that's something I learned from him in terms of like, he's always replying to his followers and listeners and, you know, taking time to have a chat with them. So yeah, in short, thank you so much, Morgan. No, you're welcome. And so you mentioned something that that's very key, right? It, actually, there's two things. One is when I was talking to Gary, and I've and I've talked to him three times in an event or in passing, is how locked in and focused he is with the conversation that's in front of him. He still has hundreds of people that are like around him taking pictures, like, but he's so locked in with you. I found that fascinating every single time I talked to him. I was like, how is he this locked in? Like, there's probably a million more things in his head than I have in my head and what's currently going on. And it made me realize it's like, even though we have these things going on in our life, that we have to be present no matter how productive or busy we get. And also as well, he does take the time to reply and respond to people and he's running a massive company. So even, even though obviously our days are filled with a ton of stuff that we're looking to do and we might not get to everyone. Like I, I try to get back to every single person. Uh, as of late, it's been harder due to LinkedIn inbox. Like, cause it's all, <laughs> you know, so I tell people go to Instagram, like I'll get, I'll get back to you faster there. But the thing is like, I always look at me like if Gary can do this, like, why can't I like, what excuse am I making? And, and once I got that perspective, it's been a lot easier for me to engage because I think about it in that way. And so my second thing is, is always giving people tactical advice. I think a lot of the times we think about things in hypothetical, like, oh, we'll provide value. And it's like, but what does that mean? <laughs> right? Like, like what's going on there? And, and the reason I love just giving out advice to people in the community is because it's something that I wish I had when I was an SDR, there was, there was no other SDR person giving out content that I could be like, let me go learn. I had to go learn it all myself. And my former boss, shout out to Lucas, was amazing too. And so I, I got a lot of insight, but it wasn't on social. I couldn't, I didn't have that virtual mentor. So I was like, well, I'll just be the virtual mentor for other people. And which you have to be able to do that. And, and I'll tell you this, like, this just happened on Saturday. I was out with my friends and we, we saw someone that we knew, mutual friend. And he was like, hey, man, like I've been watching your videos on Instagram and I've never been a big proponent of sales and I use your advice and it got me and he's, tra he's a trainer, right? So, you know, doing training on the gym. Yeah. He made 20 grand last month. 
just by using the free tips. And like that, that to me was like, that that's what I'm doing it for is like, it's that's the value impact over income every single day. Like I have, I've never had a sales call with him, right? I'm not, we're not doing one-on-one coaching. He took the advice and he did stuff with it. And, and that I was just like, man, I'm just, I was so proud of him. So proud of him. I absolutely love it. And you're right because I'll be honest, like I've been watching like with the top voice on LinkedIn awards that were going out. And again, congratulations. We're coming number one on that, like three, like two years running. Like, wow. Um, and I saw a little bit of bitterness on LinkedIn where people were saying, like, how do such people get, like, is it the algorithms, why they voted number one? <clears throat> and when I saw yourself, I said, it's because this guy puts out a lot of free content. It's not gated. There are so much values that SDRs can learn on their lunch break or even for a trainer like myself where I'm thinking, okay, this guy has a new spin on it and he's giving it out, but he's asking for feedback. He's actually trying it out. So I even saw on LinkedIn you were breaking down emails of how to get a good response and to initiate a dialogue yep. and a conversation and to stop asking for 15 minutes. And I said, that guy's got it. And so many people can see and get that value. And to your point where you're, I, I get asked this a lot is the training that you give, Neil, is it just for SDRs? I said, well, it's primarily based for SDRs mm-hmm. because it's what I've learned as an SDR, but other people can use it. And I've had personal friends say also they've watched stuff where I've given advice and they've taken it into their personal lives when dealing with relationships yeah. with families or, you know, trying to handle an objection that a family member has said. And when they come back to me and say, thanks so much for sharing, I'm just like, no, thank you for actually executing it, taking it. And I'm, it's all you. It's nothing to do with me. I just put out an idea. And I think that's why a lot of people will warm to you uh, and come to view your content and actually want to believe in what you're saying because you're real. You keep it real. You're not just a gated content saying, hey, sign up today and you're going to get all these insights <laughs> and content and stuff, stuff, et cetera, et cetera. You'll actually give it to Click the on the link below. I, yeah, exactly. And I think to, to John's analogy that I heard a few years ago when he said he wants to bring sales to the streets, mm. he doesn't just want to uh, read hundreds and hundreds of sales books um, and try to condense this all. He just wants to learn what's going on with people in the streets, share that knowledge, put it into the hands of people so they can actually do something. And again, when I saw you come onto the scene, I didn't know who you was, but I knew that you was associated to the JP brand. And I was like, mm. who is this guy? And you caught my eye and I just started following and I was like, I love the stuff that he puts out. Um, but that kind of brings me on to my next point, which is, so again, a few years back, I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that you were with John Barrows and I was like, how did he get in with John? How, <laughs> what's the story there? And please, please, yeah. how, how did you get into JB? So it's a couple of things. And it, one of the things is going to go back to what you talked about, which is the top sales voice. People always will have complaints <laughs> across the board, whether, whether you do something or you don't, there will always be complaints. So you might as well do something. And so the reason that that's happened for 2018, 2019, 2020, it's consistency. My whole focus is I'm going to be more consistent than everyone else. Been doing Muffins with Morgan since April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Every single Saturday. The only time I miss a Saturday is for two reasons. One is I have to do something with my family and like, that that's just part of it or two last time I missed is because I went to go look for apartments and we had to go do it in the morning and we just couldn't do it any muffins later right it's the only two times that I will miss muffins Morgan but I do it every single time you know I'm there Hmm. and just for the listeners just in case they don't know what is muffins with Morgan because that is it's a great idea for those that don't know before we go in the story what what is muffins with Morgan yeah so I was gonna go there that's a good point so it's a weekly Q&A 
that I'll have. So basically people come on live on LinkedIn. I also have it on Twitch too. And people will be like, Hey, I have a question on this. I have a question on that. And we just go for an hour. I have music playing <laughs> when we start out, you know, we make it fun. And then as of late, we, we bring guests. So guests will have emails that they're getting sent executives and we'll go through their emails and be very tactical. And like, this is how you should get responses to your email. So we, we get really, really deep and it's on Saturday because then it's like, Hey, you know, you gotta you gotta get up for this. <laughs> like this is yeah. this is premium content, right? So and we've switched the days from from you know I didn't want on Tuesday, but the thing is like that's the key, right? Is being consistent. And I know if I'm able to do be consistent and innovate, right? That'll lead to results. So going the reason I said all that is because how did I meet John? So it was through the SDR Chronicles. So I made a video for six months straight, every single day. I was putting out some type of video or interview or content. And that's what put me on the map. It wasn't, hey, I made one video and it was awesome. It was like, no, I'm, I keep coming, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going away. And so he, the video that he, and he saw me, right? He was like, these are videos are cool. Like awesome that this guy's doing that. The video that stood out to him and it's my video on my page right now. So anybody can go check it out is this is how I got promoted to an SDR manager. And the five reasons behind that. And it broke down what I truly believe in at my core that leads to success. And so those things aligned with John's guidelines for his success. And then that's when he was like, I understand what this person does from a skill set standpoint. Now I'm backing him on how he sees things from a morals and ethics standpoint, which align because if we don't align on morals and ethics, it doesn't matter how good I am at what I do. There's going to be conflicts. And Mm. so that's what really stood out to John. And then he reached out to me and he was like, yeah, you know, come on board, let's do this. And then that's what's led into our relationship so far. And, and it's crazy because like I was year, like two year and a half, two years into sales. Right. And he reached out to me and be like, Hey, like you would have, I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just getting started. But the thing is like, he had obviously a lot of confidence in me and he's coached and trained me on certain things to help me get better, not only as a sales professional, but as a person as well. 100%. And he has that, well, firstly, congrats for for putting that video out, getting yeah. recognized, having this, the only way that I can put John is like a Jedi master coming out and saying, hey, Morgan, <laughs> yeah. come to the art side for a moment. Right. That, that's so cool. And he has that impact because I remember... <clears throat> When I was a young SDR at Zora, and first time I'd ever been out to Cali in the States, and this guy with a goatee and bald head comes in, and he's using a lot of cursing language, and he's thinking, <laughs> right, this is how we're going to do stuff. This is the way that we're going to do it. I've kind of perfected this art. Yep. And I sat there, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Yep. And I was just like, this is cool. And the way that he was teaching, it was just framework stuff that I could remember, and I could start using these techniques straight after the training. And when I was flying back to EMEA, to the London team, these guys had been doing Oracle sales training. Like they've been hard, mm-hmm. hardened veterans of SaaS already. And I'm booking these enterprise meetings. It's like, how the hell are you doing this, Neil? You've only been here for a few months. Yeah. I'm like, it's all about John Barrow's sales training. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the secret source. Yeah. And then seeing you and kind of when I, when I saw you on LinkedIn, it felt like, um, so you have John here who's like the old school mm-hmm. sales guru. And then you have this young Padawan coming in <laughs> yeah. with these SDR techniques. It's like, you've, you've got the piece of the puzzle. What's it like working with John where somebody who's kind of like, you know, been here around for a while mm-hmm. and like you're the new gen, 
bringing in the fresh talent and blood and techniques. What's it like with your two's dynamics? Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing is that I I'm always willing to try out new strategies. And John's like, hey, this is this is how I do it. <laughs> like this is it, right? But the thing is, like, he's very open with new things. But it's just okay. How do I do that for me? How do I go about that and do that video, that voice note, or whatever? So I'm always sharing stuff with him to be like, hey, these are things that we need to take in consideration. And then, okay, how do you execute on that? Which is, you know, my whole role is like, we, hey, here's a new strategy. How does it work? Like from a metric standpoint, from a reaching out standpoint, right? So working with him is good because I can always bounce ideas off him. And he's always like, yeah, go try that. Like, that sounds good to me. And, but I've learned from him on how to be more direct in conversations and more direct in my sales cycles, et cetera, whatever that is. It's a lot of the things that I think about I get in my own world sometimes where I'm like, oh yeah, like these are all my ideas. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, like you need to, you need to like, what's the format? What's the process? What's the system? Because a lot of my success when I was an SDR, I, I had a formula in my head. I didn't know how to really articulate it until John was like, no, the, everything has to have a formula a system. Like you said, a, a framework, right? Mm. But I just naturally could just do it because I just figured it out for myself. And so the dynamic works. It's like, hey, I got this new thing I'm doing. Okay, but how does that work for everyone else? Then it's like, all right, let's figure out how to tell other people how to do this based on taking me out of the equation. And that's and that's how our dynamic works. Is like, hey, I got this new idea. I got this new thing I want to try out. Okay, let's see if it works. Okay, then how does this work with everyone else? Right? Because mm. you have someone, right, who has been a VP of sales who has been a sales rep themselves, right? And so if you're going to teach them something new, it can't be like, oh, yeah, this just works like this way. You have to give them something that's super easy and simple for them to execute. So if I'm able to explain that to John and he can do it, then I should be able to do it for everyone else. I love that. I love that. And you guys are very both. You've both got strong personalities and characters. And I love both your characters. Mm. Do you guys ever like butt heads on like new sales techniques and ideas? And uh, so how do you how do you mediate those? Yes. So I mean, I think when it comes to like certain things, right? Like when it comes to using LinkedIn voice notes, for example, right? Like I'll be like, hey, I, I like to do it at this step. And he might be like, well, I like to do it at this step, right? So normally when we have that back and forth conversations, it's we're in the same like arena as in like we agree that this technique or this tactic or channel is good, but how do you go about that? So I might say, hey, when I deliver price, I might go like this, but he's like, ah, I like going like this, right? But the thing is like, he can. He has his style and I have my style, but we all have similar frameworks on how we deliver it. We'll deliver the voice note the same way, but how the, st the style, right? Or the framework of the voice note is the same. The style, how we deliver is different. And also what's different is when we decide to do that. So we'll like, and it's not like hostile, but like, we'll like, we'll, <laughs> we'll have a conversation being like, oh, no, I think it's better here. Right. But again, at the end of the day, it's A-B testing and split testing, which we both believe in. So we're both willing to hear each other out on certain things. But yeah, I mean, there's some times where I'm like, yeah, John, I don't know about that one. <laughs> or he'll be like, Morgan, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Right. But, but, but it's a yeah. healthy dialogue and we have to have that. Definitely. And I think it's that kind of like fear of conflict. Sometimes we meet as SDRs, we might yeah. be fearful to bring a new idea to the table. 
because we feel there may not be a consensus decision. But I always think it's healthy to have those debates, make sure voices are heard. Mm -hmm. But to your point, it's that testing. Okay, you go try it this way, we try it that way. So you try and spit the lyrics like DMX and I'll go spit it like Drake. We'll see kind of who yep. pops off in the charts, right? Exactly. So it's, it's healthy definitely to have that. Um, so obviously, like with yourself, you're like you coach a lot of sales development teams, you help commercial teams as well, and you have a great reach globally. Like what are the things that stand out to you like for for SDR? So there may be a few listeners that are thinking about jumping into this world of sales development mm. and you've seen different countries. What traits do you think make people successful in these type of roles like like the mindsets? How should they go into it? Uh, so going into an SDR role, right? Yeah. Now, I think the number one mind the number one thing is mindset, like having a positive mindset. It may sound fluffy for most people, but at the end of the day, like this is really important because if you don't have a steady mindset and you're not able to get yourself out of negative places, right? When you don't hit your number. Now I'm not saying negative places as in like things are happening in the world, right? That's a different conversation. I'm talking about you didn't hit your you didn't hit your numbers this week and you're upset. Like no, like learn what you did wrong. How could you adjust and you just move on to the next week, right? So it's about keeping a steady mindset. The best reps do that. They're very even keeled, right? They're very calm. They're not stressed. They're not stressing themselves out because once they do that, then it leads to you having stressful conversations with other people you're looking to talk to, right? So that, that's number one. Number two is time management. The reps that understand how to manage their time are the best. Like this is something that I harp on over and over and over again, and I'm going to keep doing it until people are sick of me saying it, but it's time <laughs> management being organized. And again, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm good. All right. Well, when you ask people, when's the best time you should be cold calling? When do you get your highest response of emails? There's not a lot of answers to those questions. Well, that means that you don't know when, how to manage your time and you don't know when to make certain calls. When people say, hey, I don't have enough time to do this, it's, you don't, it's not that you don't have ever time to do anything. That, that actually is not the case. It's, hmm. There's two things. One is you don't know how to prioritize your time, so you get lost in activities that waste your time. Or two, you like saying that you're really busy, yet you're not being productive in those time slots that you put down right? You're just saying, oh, I'm doing calls, but you're really not doing calls. You're really making calls, looking at your email, looking at your tech, you know, like you're doing a lot, right? So you, yeah. you have it on your calendar, but you're not doing anything, right? So there's two things. Like one, you don't know what to even put. So you're just lost anyways. Two is you put it down, but you're still not focused. And the thing is like, if you can get this down, I mean, your success is going to skyrocket. I remember when I laid out my task each week and I looked at my task each day, everything changed for me. And even today, I'm very organized on my time because if I'm not, then it, nothing will get done. And so that, that if you have that skill, like you're going to go pretty far. Number, number three is, and this is something I'm getting better at, is continuous feedback. So, and I, I, have, a, I have a whole new concept on it now because I was just Listening to a course over the weekend, Tom Billyu, Impact Theory, you guys can go check that out. And one thing he talks about is always having a growth mindset and continuously asking for feedback. However, he talks about how what do we weight weigh our basically status on? So what I mean by that is, do we only weigh our status on how smart people think we are, how much money we make, or how we're perceived in our career? And that really hit hard with me because I was like, yeah, like, 
when I look at my status, when I first started out, I, I heavily weighted it on, okay, how much, how, how much am I getting recognized in the community or how many deals am I, like, that's how, like, everything was career-based. And so he talked about how that was really harming for him and how it didn't help him be successful. So then as I, and I've, and I've made the adjustment in the past year and a half, but then I felt, oh, like, this is a thing, is that. You have to treat yourself as I'm going to be the best scholar I can be or student I can be. So when you when you weighed your status on being the best student, then asking for feedback and you getting constructive criticism and things of that nature don't bother you as much. So this hmm. my like light bulb that I had like three days ago. Like like I have like I was like I guys have written down like I have like all these notes. I know for someone who watched the video, like I have a ton of notes on this because I was like, wow, like that's it, like. That's what I'm missing out on. I'm not thinking of being a, hey, I want to be the best scholar. Because when you do that, the feedback, the criticism, the negativity doesn't bother you anymore over time. And I feel like the best mm. reps, they get rid of that ego, right, of, hey, look, I'm the best. I'm going to figure it out myself, which I've been there myself. Now it's like, oh, I just want to learn, right? I don't care if you say I did a bad job there. I can fix it moving forward, Right. And so I think those are three key skills, things that STRs need to be doing to be massively successful. And actually, I'll add, actually, I have one more. The four is like always innovating, like, and, and always saying, hey, video's out. Let me go try video. That subject line I heard about, let me go do it. So when you're taking the time to watch a course like I'm doing or a podcast or this interview we're listening to right now, don't just be like, oh, that was cool and move out through your day. Like write stuff down and be like, well, that's actually good. And I've, I've been taking advice from people's podcasts and I do it and it works. And it's like, <laughs> wow, shocker, right? Yeah. Like, but we don't do that. We, we like listening to stuff and just being like, oh, like, this is just amazing. I feel good about it, right? Just the educational hype, right? And then you're like, come yeah. on, you got to actually do it. And so those are the four things I would tell us. I think those you have dropped some big bombs of gold information there. And I 100% agree with you. So I think going back to your point of the mindset, this isn't always going to be easy. This isn't always going to be fun. No. But I have an ethos of a positive mentality brings positive results in reality. Yep. By having that positive mindset, when the chips are down and just keep going for it, it can it can definitely help leverage because many times I've been an SDR thinking, okay, am I going to get fired or am I going to get canned or am I going to go into this role? Yep. Am I going to be able to start a company? I'm just thinking, you know what? It can happen. I just got to keep positive and, and happy about it. Time management, 100%. Um, I actually had a hard learning this year. Like when uh, I, I was somebody who lives and dies by my calendar, yep. but I came to the conclusion a lot wasn't getting done because I was putting things into my calendar that I didn't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So I would then think, okay, well, let me think, what are the three main things that I need to get done today? So if it is to send out an email, if it is to arrange a training session, if it is to, I don't know, dissect somebody's email and give them feedback, these are things that I enjoy doing. Mm. So I'm trying to put things into my calendar. But for the things that I don't enjoy, I'm putting them at the beginning of my day to make sure that I can just get through it and then I have something to look forward to Absolutely. as well. Um, and yeah, uh, with, with the learning side of it, um, my ethos is I want to be the idiot in the room. If I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong room. I'm not learning. So when I step into SDR teams... And I hear all these young guys and girls coming up with these cool ideas. I'm like, whoa, I do feel dumb right about now, yeah. but I love it because I'm, I'm learning from them. And then you can you share that knowledge as well. But I think, yeah, 
prior to lockdown, I wasn't really listening to too many podcasts. I wasn't watching too much because I was happy the way that I was doing things. Mm. But now opening myself up a little bit, um, there is so much free content out there and there's so much to learn from. And I even think like with LinkedIn and sales knowledge, it's taking me away from YouTube because I want to be hooked on to LinkedIn TV. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Yeah, LinkedIn TV. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that could be something. Uh, yeah, and, and kind of watching it out there. So again, there there is so much knowledge that, that we can gain. And with you, how do you best learn? Because you must be consuming so much content or also putting out content. How do you digest it? So I don't consume as much content as you may think I do on LinkedIn or other platforms. I solely focus on those platforms where, hey, I'm posting I'm engaging, I respond, and that, that's my focus with LinkedIn. I don't consume a lot of people because you can overconsume. This is really important. It's not just like, hey, I'm going to follow 50,000 people. You're going to have 50 different thousand tactics to go do. Like that's too much for me. So mm. I scale it all the way back and I hyper-focus on three to four to five themes or people to get done. So like for me right now, like I'll go listen to 30 minutes to president's club. I love that podcast. They get mm. straight to the point. They're like tactics, boom, boom, boom. Like that's all I need. I just need to figure out like, tell me what to do. Right. And then I just bought the course, right. Tom Billio. So I'm going to go deep into that on mindset and business stuff. So I'm taking notes and I'm going to do things out of that. Right. I also have question-based selling. Like I'm, I would need to get better at my, sales cycle velocity and getting people to move forward with momentum and drive urgency. So I got to read question-based selling to figure out like, okay, I'm missing something here. Let me go read this again. Right. And so, and then valuetainment, Patrick Beck, David, I don't know if you guys listen to him. I highly encourage you to do that as well. He talks a lot about finances, mindset, entrepreneurship, right? So like, these are things that I'm doing to level myself up. And I actually do the stuff that they say. But if you listen to 50,000 people, you're not going to do anything. It's just going to make you feel good, which cool. <laughs> like if you want to do that, it's fine. But I'm, I'm not trying to do that. My, my whole thing right now is I'm learning from other industries. Tom Billy is in a completely different industry. Patrick McDevitt, completely different industry. Question-based selling, that's still selling, Right but not in SaaS, right? It's different. So the thing is like, I'm expanding my mindset and my learnings from others so I can get better at what I'm currently doing. I don't just mm. sit and consume things on LinkedIn all day long because I know that there's other places I'm getting that information as of right now. I don't neglect people by any means. Mm -hmm. If somebody sends me something, I will definitely engage and check it out. But the thing is like, Hey, most of that advice that's getting on there on LinkedIn, I have conversations with those people probably daily, if not weekly, right? So I'm getting those insights just in conversations, right? So I'm really mm -hmm. focused on, okay, what are some new insights that I can bring to my role? And that's what I'm doing with these other different content pieces. I absolutely love that. And the reason why, because you're making me not feel as scared as I once was, because uh Putting, being totally honest, the one book that I keep hearing from a lot of my reps and students is, Neil, it's all about predictable, predictable revenue. Mm -hmm. And they quote these books and I'm like, I haven't read that. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. But also I'm consuming some content on LinkedIn, seeing a couple of cool videos, 
but I'll be watching stuff by David Goggins, um, Robert Kiyosaki, yep. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm listening to fitness gurus because of their mindset. And I try to take those little pieces and then implement them into the advice that I'm giving out or I'm trying to find like-minded people. Because I think if I sat there all day, every day, reading stuff about sales, my life and my brain would get pretty bored. And I always try to get inspiration from other fields, like you say, outside Absolutely. of our industry. Absolutely. Than, than to put it out. So thank you for making me feel a little bit safe today. <laughs> hey, hey that, that's what I'm here for. I, again, like it's just thinking about how can I get insights from people that are like, wow, okay, they're doing that. Let me let me hear more about what's going on here. So uh, give you context, right? Tom Billy built a billion dollar company. I probably should listen to what he has to say. Hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like LinkedIn has a lot of great insights. Absolutely. Prospecting, sales, et cetera. But if I can get a course from someone who built a billion dollar company and he's got Q&As and it's very tactical based and it's based on formulas, which that's exactly how my brain works. Why would I not go spend all my time learning that over there when I, I'll post and engage on LinkedIn, but like I got this resource of someone who built a billion dollar company. Let me go dive into this. He's probably nothing to say. What we just shared here today, like I'm on the mindset part because I know I'm from mindset. It's like okay, I know a lot of this stuff already. But the thing is, is I was like, I haven't heard that before. That's interesting. And that one, I guarantee that one golden nugget of just being a, a scholar and like having your basically status revolve around that. That's going to change a lot of the stuff I do moving forward because I never, I never thought of it that way. Definitely. And as you say, like wanting to be the best scholar, like with me, I never wanted to be the best salesperson. Mm. I wanted to do sales, but I wanted to get good elements of it and figure out, okay, where's my path? So did the SDR piece, loved it. That was my most funnest part of my sales career. Mm. And AE, I found that a very boring role because it was too transactional, customer success. I loved relationship building, but I'm like, if I can take the best bits of those roles and then put it into somebody who loves coaching people, that's kind of what I want to do. But um, something I listen to a lot of podcasts, but the key bit for everybody that's listening on this, I'm putting show notes. So this whole conversation is going to be transcribed. Morgan, all of your links are going to be in there, all your shout outs. So people, if you're listening in, go check out the show notes, read the advice that Morgan's giving and execute on it. So definitely let's let, I'll make, so I'll make sure they're all in there as well. But, um, I, I see that we're coming towards the end, Morgan, but, um, of the show and we definitely need to get you back on and i think as a future episode maybe it'll be on linkedin tv <laughs> yeah exactly uh but definitely i'd love to get you back and we're also but hopefully get john on one day and i think getting you two guys in the same room on the same podcast that would be really interesting so fingers crossed in the new year that's something we can maybe talk about yeah. but if you was talking to a younger morgan j ingram a few years ago who's about to embark on this journey what three bits of advice would you like to give them as they're about to start? Yeah. So number one, and we've already talked about it, but I want to bring it back, is to be okay with the constructive criticism. I don't do I don't do well like physically in my face when I get negative or constructive. Like I, I make a face like I, I, like I want to kill you. Like it is it is bad because yeah. I tell people like like I make the face because like I don't respond well to it, but I will take notes and I will do what you say. Like I'm not going to ignore you. It's just my face looks kind of crazy. So my, my <laughs> advice to people is if you have that feeling that I have or if you make that face that I do, still ask for people's feedback and constructive criticism. That's the advice as a whole. 
like, but do it consistently, not just when you feel like it, like it's a consistent thing because people see things that we just don't know about. Like, like I've talked to friends about giving feedback on certain things and there'll be certain things they'll say to me. I'm like, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> like I, I just do that. Cause that's just what I do. And now I got to mm-hmm. make those adjustments. Right. Like, and I'll give you, I'll just give you one take on it. Like I, Used to. I don't do I do it. I don't do it a lot as much anymore. Like sometimes it will happen because it's just habit, but I'm getting out of it. Is that I'll go in this thing called space mode where I will be in my own world and we'll talk about things that like I want to talk about and may not necessarily ask you questions about what you might care about in, in a conversation. So because I'll be in like work mode all day long. And so then I'll go out with friends, but I'm still in that mode and I like I just haven't like turned it off. So like I'm in like a work sales, like presenting mode, but like, obviously that's not, that's not what you're here for. So it doesn't help me have genuine conversations with people. And my friends pulled, pointed that out. They're like, you just go in this weird space mode thing. And like, people notice that. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, that's right. Like I'm just in it so much. And I had to like separate it and it's gotten way better now, but like, that's why I say you got to ask for feedback and constructive criticism. What I found to be helpful though, is a tactical tip. And I got my notebook over here is I I'm doing 360 reviews right now with my friends, my girlfriend, my family, and also people I work with and my mentors. So I'm telling them ahead of time, when I ask you like, what are things I can improve upon or I'm not good at right now? Like I may make a weird face at you, but at the same time, like I'm listening. So I have a notebook and I write it down. So that way they're like, okay, he's paying attention. He may have a weird feeling about it and it's okay. So like, that's just my feedback there. Uh, two, you know, what, what I would go look, look back on is to like, and I, and I started doing it later. I wish I just would have done it at the beginning is documenting everything in your role. Like from, from the get go, like the thing is like, I've knew this at the end, right. When I had, I went back and I went through my pipeline numbers and my, my, response rates. And like, then I presented that for SDR manager role, but it probably would have been easier if I would have just done that each month and just like documented like, okay, what exactly I need to do. So like that, that's critical because a lot of people don't document what their success is and what they've done. So then they can't articulate uh, why I should get the next role or why I should get promoted. Right. Mm. Or, or whatever that is. Right. So that's really, really important. And I would say number three is really critical because I think if I would have taken this advice earlier on, things would have moved even faster. <clears throat> and, it, and it's it's a little bit with one is having conversations instead of presentations. And what I mean by that is we, we come into conversations with our agenda of, hey, this is what I want to talk about. Now, if you're going to a sales call, you should have an agenda. You should tell the person this is what we're going to do. However, same yeah. time, you should be very, very comfortable with active listening and pivoting while in the conversation. And so a lot of the stuff I did was about presentations. I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how it needs to go. Instead of just genuinely having just a conversation with somebody on a podcast, a webinar, or in my sales call, etc. I wasn't able to do that because I was so locked in on this, right? So I would say conversations instead of presentations. And I got that from Shout out to my guy, Roderick, on that one. Absolutely love it. <clears throat> I've learned so much in this podcast, Morgan, so thank you 
for sharing that. And you're right, it's it's about having a conversation with somebody. And I think a sale is the byproduct and a later stage of a good initial conversation where you just want to find out about the other person, what's going on in their world, kind of what's warranting them to think about these sort of things, and human to human. And if you have a really good experience there, that's what they will remember you by, not just another person that tried to sell them or pitch them. They actually wanted to care and understand what what's going on. And I love, and at the end of this podcast, dude, I'm definitely going to be asking for your feedback on things I've done well and your critique and again, yeah. errors I can improve. I, I've got a lot to learn from yourself. Um, but what I, we've done a ton of them in the show, but what other shout outs do you have, Morgan? Who, who Who's out there to? Yeah, to I've, given, <laughs> I've, given a, I've given a good amount of sh- uh, shout outs for real. I, I would just say, you know, shout out to everyone. And and, and this this is why. Shout out to everyone because you you made it towards the end of the year. This year has been crazy. And so I would say, give yourself grace during this time and be like, hey, like, especially if you're listening to this, that means that you have internet. <laughs> that means that you you have access to something to listen, right? So so you're, you're blessed, right? And I think I would say shout out to everyone and make sure that you're grateful that you're looking at, okay, what's my perspective here? Like, Things are going really well for me because I have resources to be successful. Now, hey, let's make sure I focus up next year and, and get these things done that I told myself I want to get done. So really, I just want to give a shout out to everyone because, hey, you made it, right? And, and you should give yourself a round of applause for that. 100%. Thank you so much, Morgan. Um, and what's the best way to get in touch with Morgan? And are there any things that we should be listening out for, looking out for coming from yourself and like from the Yeah, brand? so... If you want to get in touch with me, Instagram is the best way at Morgan J. Ingram. If you try to hit me up on LinkedIn, I can't accept any more connections. So you'll just be sitting there upset. And I, so I'm just, I'm just letting you know because people are like, why haven't you accepted me? And it's like, I can't accept you. Like, go ask LinkedIn. You're at Max. Go ask LinkedIn. Like, it's not, it's not on me. And then, uh, so also further updates, right? So if you want to, get more content in terms of live streaming, come follow me on Twitch at Morgan J. Ingram. I'm going to start, I'm not, it will, probably won't be in here in December, but I will next next month, right? Actually, well, technically I'm in December right now, but right in January, we're going to start doing some live streams on me playing games and things of that nature. So it's going to be really fun. So catch me up on Twitch. Uh, that's just my one shout out. Go follow me there. Love it. Absolutely. So Morgan J. Ingram, SDR Go guy with a lot of passion for, for the SDR world in the sales world, a lot of wealth of experience. I'm hoping, and fingers crossed, I'll be definitely voting for it, but top voice LinkedIn 2021. Let's see that happen. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for being a guest on the SDR Disco Gold podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you, and most importantly, so happy selling. Absolutely, Neil. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure, as you said, and hopefully you'll have a great day. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR 
disco call one word at bcast which is b-c-a-s-t dot email and you'll be added to our mailing list we're also on the lookout for new guests so if you work in the world of sales development as an sdr bdr mdr or adr and feel that you have an important message or story to share feel free to email us at podcast at happy and we'd love to have you on board